to Amajin's podcast, the podcast that brings you thought-provoking discussions and captivating stories from around the world. I'm your host, Captain P, with my fellow co-hosts, Tina Zinjo. On this show, we explore a wide range of topics, from technology and sport to art, culture, and everything in between. Our goal is to inform, entertain, and inspire you, our amazing listeners. So whether you're driving, working out, or just relaxing at home, grab your favorite beverage, sit back, and let's dive into the captivating world of Amajin's podcast. Always make sure to subscribe and review the show on your favorite podcast platform. And don't forget to follow us on social media, on our Facebook page at Amajin's podcast for the latest updates, also on our YouTube channel at Amajin's podcast. Thank you for joining us and let's get started. Welcome back to Amajin's podcast. In this week's episode, we'll bring you updates to week one of the Premier League and the upcoming Zimbabwe general elections scheduled for 23 August 2023. So let's dive in into this week's episode. Before we get started, I welcome my co-hosts, the amazing Tinas and Joe. Tinas, how are you, brother? Oh, good brother, good brother. How are you doing? Good brother. Joe, how are you, brother? Good, bro. How are you? Good. Good. Excited for another week of Amajen's podcast. Awesome. All right. I guess you boys were happy. Premier League is back. Our weekends are back now, isn't it? We can take control of the remote control now. Oh, my guy, you, you have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> There's always a struggle for the remote, yeah? I feel it's a good thing that um, Hollywood is not pushing out a lot of these series and movies because that's helping us there's nothing there to watch on 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 tv so this that gives a lot of uh, time to watch tv but (laughs) (laughs) you don't know my guy yeah Yeah, so yeah let's take a bit of a deep dive on uh, week one of the premier league it was action-packed a lot of highlights we watched thrilling encounters some some of my predictions are out of the window, especially with the Newcastle 5-1 thrashing of Aston Villa. <laughs> oh, that was pounding, man. That was, <laughs> that was a pounding. So let's get into it. Let's get into the results. Let's have a chat. All right. So we'll start the big game of the weekend. Of course, it's your boys' two teams, Liverpool versus Chelsea. Oh, I'll, yeah. I'll open the floor to you, gentlemen, and I'll give my thoughts on that game. It was one all draw, exciting game. Liverpool had a hot start. Chelsea came back stronger. All right. Tinas, you look happy. Uh, Actually, the guys played better than I thought they would, to be honest. And uh, I think it was just a snippet of what's to come. They they seem to be playing a very good passing game. They seem to have a solid midfield. I mean, obviously, there's still challenges in the the attack in the front, you know, converting those chances into goals. But uh, I think think we're trying to get there. And I think predictions could change slightly if everything goes well but uh, i'll hold on to my predictions but uh, maybe in the next few weeks i'll be able to say more yeah oh yeah liverpool i was quite proud with liverpool 
the way they played and uh, Salah was in good performance mode. He, he was shining. And Chelsea, man, I didn't expect Chelsea to pull through. But anyway, in the second half, they did very well. You know, we got to give them their props, eh? Yeah, looking yeah. at the possession stats, 65% possession to Chelsea. I wouldn't think that from a Chelsea team, looking at their recent history. Liverpool only having 35%. Can we say people now know Jürgen Klopp's tactics? Are they not effective anymore? Or the Liverpool players have just gotten a bit tired? Are we seeing the Jürgen Klopp Borussia Dortmund effect of where he burns out the players? I, th- I, think, I think one thing that stands out for me was Mm. The way they, they handled the Caicedo um, issue, where Klopp used to think that spending money in the, in the Premier League is not really a big thing, and he was very reluctant on you know trying to sign in those big players, so to speak. He had a full squad, so maybe he didn't need to, but I think that sort of thinking made him believe that you know it's, he doesn't need that, and I think. That lapse in thinking also made him feel like he's still on top of things. But then I think the moment they lost this guy and they really needed this guy and they, they realized, you know what, maybe the way I've been working is not what I thought it is. And definitely it should sort of change the way he thinks about um, football in the English Premier League. I mean, we're looking at teams like Newcastle. Newcastle is bringing in big bucks and, yeah. the, you know, they look at the results. So which guy are you talking about? Is it the loss of Sadio Mane? No, no, no. Uh, Moises Kai. What's oh, Kai? Moises Kai. 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah he, he's coming eh, for, for 115 million pounds. Is Chelsea taking him? Eh? Um, I believe he, he told Liverpool last week that he, he doesn't want to go to Liverpool. He wants to go to Chelsea. Yes, it's so, official. Yeah, it's yeah. official now. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a, so, there's a lot of excitement with that guy. And, that's a kick in the gut for us, man. Yeah, definitely. But that Chelsea midfield three is going to be, it's a young midfield three. I said it in our group, in our group chat. You've got Enzo Fernandez. You've got Lavia, who's potentially might be signed from Southampton. And then you've got Moses Caicedo. Man, that's lots of young energy. You know, you can can put it on a comparable level, not at the same level as the Real Madrid with Camavinga, Jude Bellingham, Mm -hmm. but that's the midfield of the next generation. Those are top players. So you you say those kids, they will be performing better than uh, Gallagher? Yeah, Gallagher. If if Chelsea completes the signing of uh, Lavia, Gallagher Mm -hmm. won't be playing. Because remember, they were scared that he he was almost uh, let go. It's it's only that Pochettino, I think, just said, you know what, I, I think I, I see potential in this guy, keep him. But this is before Caicedo moves in. So after he moves in, you don't know. You, you could be he's finding... He's on the bench. Yeah, you could finding he's playing less games and, you know, who knows. All right, other results. Man City, the champions, just continued where they left up. A resounding 3-0 victory. I think they didn't even break a sweat. Erling Haaland, <laughs> he was quiet in pre-season. He just flicked a switch. Three goals to nil. Burnley against Vincent Company, the Burnley former Man City player. Again, Pep Guardiola is just still proving he's the best coach in the world at the moment. Yeah, I'm starting to fall in love with Man City, man. It's, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's one of those you know times where you know these guys are going to be pulling through to the top and there's nothing you can do about it. 
Uh, but talking about Haaland for a second, I was uh, I was watching a video, one of his uh, videos on 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 uh, Instagram, and uh, apparently he needs for him to obviously as a player, if you're his level, you're looking to become the best of what you can do. But then I was hearing that um, for him to be able to equal or to beat Ronaldo's um, Ronaldo's scoring or goals, total goals. He needs to reach uh, a maximum of 43 goals a season. That's how many goals per, per match? Until he's 38, for him to be able to beat Ronaldo's. Yeah, but you see with Ronaldo, he had the advantage of a good international squad, which you'd go deep into tournaments. So that yeah. adds the goals tally. And as well with... Uh, you know, Cristiano, he played as well at Real Madrid. It was winning most of going into deep runs in all the competitions. Champions League, Copa del Rey, the La Liga, you know, constantly playing. Plus as well, we don't know about his training regiment and physique, Holland, if he can have a long career till 38 because we know the training regiment of Cristiano Ronaldo. So again, those are all other factors in terms of health. But I think 43 goals a season, he 53 last season. 43 it's doable. Be, it's doable it's for anyone. But uh, the question of consistency, because this is every he's, season. He's only going to get better. For 13 years, bro. He's only, he's only going to get better. He's also going to get bigger. Yeah, he's going to get bigger and stronger. Bigger. But as I said, you know, physiotherapy, sports nutrition is always upgrading and updating year by year. I think the way he missed the spot is, is Ronaldo started really younger and he, he almost, because Ronaldo, I think, started in his teens scoring goals. But for Haaland, I think prolifically, he started after his 20s. Prolifically, but at 19 for Salzburg, if you add his goals from Salzburg, yeah. he can catch up from 19. But, we, but, uh, but to be fair, uh, we can count the matches that uh, they played and average the scores that they have scored you know, over their career. And you can tell this one is much better a player than the other one. Because uh, Ronaldo started at a younger age, mm -hmm. so he's bound to have more scores than someone who started at a later uh, you know, age. Yeah, that's what, what I was saying. Yeah. Uh, well, let's see. Let's wait, and, let's wait and see. We've got until the end of the season to, to at least have an, an insight to, as to whether he's going to match up. Because obviously what he does this season also comes into you know into question regarding this 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 whole spectacle we'll wait and see wait and see all right on our newcastle watch eddie Howe watch again as i said that was a beating five goals to one against aston villa and aston villa we had put them as one of those top teams with that performance i don't think they can make the top half of the league what do you think about Newcastle? They've got some good signings, good players. One of their big signings of the season played very well. Sandro Tonali, Italian international from AC Milan. Yeah, but pretty much... Was pretty his much, first match, eh? Yeah, first match. First yeah, and goal. a goal there. Yeah. Good performance. Look, when, when I look at the stars, they're pretty much... They're, they're not very different. So I think maybe it's just an issue of uh, converting chances. Because, look, man, possession 53-47 to... Newcastle uh, passes five four two to four four seven. They're not very different passes. Pass accuracy, they're all at eighty five percent. Fouls, Newcastle at twelve. 
this one had 17. Like when you look at the stats, these teams were playing almost at par, but it's the goal scoring. So are you saying that Aston Villa just had a bad day in the office? Perhaps, perhaps they need to invest more on 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 the front end of things, like you know your your strikers, people who can you know. The, it's, it's almost the same issue that Chelsea has. You could have very strong defense, a very strong midfield, but if you don't have that wizard who's always looking for the goals, like we had in Drogba back then, then you're not going to get anywhere. Yeah, but what about? How how didn't he play the you know significant role this match? You know that's where the money the, you know the the team managers come in handy. You know. Well, we actually see whether he he lives up to because remember what uh, what Captain P was saying last week. He was he was saying maybe <laughs> he, we could find a, yeah we could find a Moreno you know coming in there. <laughs> I don't Look, see that, that happening. Is that is, 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 is that is, is that a dig at me? Is that you're trying to have no, a dig brother? We, we, we were just holding at your word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're just saying, may my guy, we we see what you're saying, and maybe you could be right. Uh, let's wait and see. Now we'll see how we go. Look, as I said, other other you know good results: Brighton, Butte, you know, you know, Luton Town, newly promoted Luton Town, Arsenal continued again their form from last year played a very good game but a bit touch and go at the end good goals Boyako Saka man I don't really like Arsenal personally but Boyako Saka man he's just going up a level every time I see him play he's just going up another level so Arsenal we'll see how we go I think there will be another main challenger I've got them in the top four but at the bottom end of the top four but we'll see how we go okay last but not least can I rant for like two minutes <laughs> go for it can I rant? Can I rant? <laughs> that performance by Man United was the most horrible thing I've seen in years. That was like watching paint dry, man. Absolutely abysmal. No cohesion. So disjointed. Man, you know, we're an explicit channel. That was a bloody crap performance, right? <laughs> I, Mason Mount. I would put him on a bus back to Chelsea and I'll pay for the ticket as well, right? 55 million and he takes the iconic number seven shirt for that nonsense he pulled off today, all right? We'll give him benefit of the doubt. It's his first game. Don't get me started on Marcus Rashford. He plays well last season. He gets the contract. He goes back to his shithousery, not tracking back, not running back. It was an absolutely turgid performance. Yes, we won. 1-0. But can you imagine Liverpool coming and having 23 shots in Old Trafford? Would lose 5-0. Imagine um, Man City I'm having gonna, 23 shots. That would be another 6-1. I'm going to disagree on that one because Man U, if they, if they do well in rearranging inside, you know, they, they've got a, an excellent goalkeeper. That I give you. Onana, man, is going to be a Goalkeeper of the season. Okay, that's a bit of another hot take. Big prediction yeah. there. <laughs> it's gonna be a goalkeeper. That, that, you know, you know, I had a very high regard for him, but uh, that goal that he got scored that was last week. That hmm. chipper, I think I think is a is it's too much of a chip on his. So what was he doing way out there? Come on, he's, that's not a chip. Look, he he's a sweeper keeper. Allison has had that. What's what's his name? The Man City goalkeeper has had that, right? No, but what are you, what are you doing? Up he's, there? A, he's a sweeper keeper. 
He's playing a high line. If the ball comes through, he sweeps it up. We recycle yeah. possession. That's the modern goalkeeper. You know, Edward Mendy. Well, that's that's the modern goal scoring advantage you have on people. Yeah, but 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 Man City have been doing that. Liverpool has done that with Allison, sweeper keeper role. But man, Wolves, if they had a good striker, I wouldn't be smiling on this episode of the podcast. Because <laughs> that was an atrocious performance, man. Oh, yeah. These Wolves guys, you know, tell me more about them. <laughs> they just came from nowhere and caused chaos for Man U, eh? Nah, they've always been a bogey team. Looking at the last 10 years, or yeah. 10, yeah, 10 years, none of the games have been blowouts. Either Man U is 1 2-1, 1-0. We've lost a couple. So it's sort of our bogey team, like a Southampton, where the game is always hard, you know? Yeah. But look, the disjointedness in the performance today, man. Uh, You're not I, happy. I almost threw the remote in the TV, man. <laughs> so well, that's so, typical of you guys, though. You Manchester United fans, you always <laughs> expect the most from your team. No, 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 no. It's, <laughs> it's not expecting the most. But look, Casemiro was left in an island, right? He was left <laughs> in an island, right? Every time Wolves were getting the ball, it was three, four guys versus two, three defenders. I could yeah. see it. The yeah. whole stadium could see it, but the coach maintained that whole system. Maybe for him it was um it was the first game of the season. Let's wait, let's see. Yeah. Let's see. How the, the guys are playing, how they're gelling. Because obviously you don't want to jump the gun and, and start moving people around before you so, have an idea of how well the team is playing. It's giving the the guys who are not playing well, it's giving them a chance so that if they sit on the bench next match, you don't have an argument. Sit on the bench. Yeah, so that leads us to next week's, you know, matches for the upcoming week two. Man, week one is already finished. Imagine. So, it's finished, but uh, coming back to Man U, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's quite lousy that the whole match, after struggling, you get a goal from midfielder. Where were your strikers? Oh, defender, Joe. <laughs> defender, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> from a defender. Did you even watch the game or you're reading and articles oh. No, Varane. I no, I was watching it, man. <laughs> <laughs> and you say Varane is a midfielder. We'll mute you for saying that nonsense. <laughs> he's a he's a he's a mid defender. Ah, come on. <laughs> <laughs> so next week, next week we've got another big game. I think we've Tottenham Man United. That's a big Saturday evening game. It'll be early hours for us here, down under. Another. Exciting game, London Derby, West Ham Chelsea, and then you've got Man City Newcastle. So now we'll see if Newcastle have, are really the, you know, <laughs> the team to beat. They're facing the champion second game in. Um, so yes, it's a good good start to week one. Good review, gentlemen. Let's continue to watch the games. So every week on Amagents, we'll have our weekly review of the English Premier League. And also from next week, we'll start to have our weekly review of the Spanish La Liga. So watch this space. Football season is back. We're all excited. And then come towards the end of the year, Tina's is going to be smiling at this. We'll be talking about the NBA. We'll be watching it. (laughs) We'll be on LeBron watch. Is this the the last championship for LeBron? So watch this space. And before we head off, Neymar. Neymar going to Saudi Arabia. What's your quick thoughts, gentlemen? Ah, 
Why money, not money. for the money? I think I think I think though is is this is his play. This is a player who's who's held the headlines for so long, and the fact that he hasn't had a lot of success. There was a lot of hype around his name, but I just feel like he hasn't had a lot of success in his in his game for the past three or so years. And I think going Saudi Arabia for him is is just saying, you know what. I, I, I'm not. Go- I don't want to play that much good football anymore. I just want to get paid. Yeah, look, I think on one of uh, week one and week two episodes, we spoke about the evolution of the Saudi Pro League. Yeah, and the pool now. Now on Twitter, the the Messi Cristiano Ronaldo battle is about who's pulling the best players to their league. And everyone, you see the memes, Cristiano has got Benzema, Mane, Neymar all coming to the Saudi League and Messi is just by himself on his own little island. But as I said, look, the Saudi League have got money. And I said, it's good for the football. I think people were a bit saying, oh, you've gotten over the hill players, but still bring Neymar. He's still in the middle, towards his middle end of his prime. It's a good move. You've got money there. Again, Ruben Neves. So good on the Saudi League. And yeah, wish them all the best up there. Let them enjoy the money. They've worked hard for it. Joe, what are your thoughts? Uh, do you think he's going to perform very well after you know the surgery that he had earlier this year? That's that's the question. We'll see how we go. But as I said, Saudi League is it's not it's not at a high level. Of course, as European leagues, as we as we know, still developing. So, so it's more like retirement for him now. Yeah, it's more of retirement <laughs> in my perspective. It's, it's a lot like retirement. This is exactly what I was trying to say. That is, look, he's just said to himself, you know what? I don't want to play, you know, that hard running games anymore. What have you? I'm just taking it easy because yeah. you know what? I was looking at the way. Ronaldo plays there. He's playing like a king. Is is the ball comes to him when he wants it, and when he doesn't get it, you know his arms are in the. He's, he's showing everybody he's shocked. The ball didn't come to me. What's going on? Now I was watching a video clip last week. The guy chose to shoot for goal, and he didn't pass the ball to him. And he was like, "What is going on here?" Like that's that's how they want to be treated there. But that's not football. That's almost yeah. like a, like. Sunday football in the UK or boozers in Africa, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. like, what are we doing here? We're playing boozers or what? You know, like, we don't have one central player. We want, you know, to have challenging football, something to look forward to. So I don't know. I don't know. I just feel like um, that story league right now as it is. Yes, they're using the money, but are they going to really improve the quality of the game? I don't know, because most of those players who are playing that league are nobodies. Yeah, you can say nobodies, but as I said, gives an opportunity. Okay, maybe nobodies is not the right term to use, but mm. they're still low-level players. Yeah, they, but, they, but that haven't played on a, on on a very competitive stage. But the league always improves because other players from other leagues, like your Moses Caicedo, because a Saudi league wasn't there a few years back. It wasn't as prominent. It was there, but not as prominent. But now a player like Moses Caicedo, maybe he doesn't want to go to Europe. He might want to go to Saudi League. He might want to play with Neymar for a couple of years and then go to Europe, for example. How many years do you think it's going to take for them to have a competitive league that that rivals, you know, I don't want to say the English Premier League, but that rivals any other league, you know, Uh, first rate. Tennis, uh, with money, with money, it doesn't take too long because it's about buying you know good players and good management 
That's it. Yeah, but how long do you think? Because these are just four clubs so far that are spending money. Yeah, it will take time. As I said, my prediction is within the next five to seven years, if the continual development of grassroots, because they have to have a grassroots development, where these clubs now go and scout, the scouting networks have to improve. It's not about paying the marquee players. It's now going to build grassroots where they go and recruit in in South America, in Africa, and then kids are getting scholarships to go to Saudi, then you'll start to see the development of the Saudi League. Everyone aspires to be in the La Masia Academy in Barcelona, wants to go to Man U Academy, Chelsea Academy, depending on their love. Very soon, we might hear Al Nasir, you know, some of those teams in Saudi Arabia where they've got an academy and they're now starting to do local recruitment and build a good scouting network. Yeah, Captain, you have well said that. I must say, I agree with you. <laughs> you really poured out his heart there. <laughs> no, it was just it's just commentary. It's just comment. It's just commentary. But yeah, no, thank you so much, man, for that good first segment. The football season is back. Sports season is back. All the way to May. All the way to June. We'll continue with the NBA. We'll even talk about the NFL. It's going to be yeah. all fun here. At luckily, luckily, I don't have assignments to do. <laughs> <laughs> luckily, we finished all that. So we've got lots of time to be on the sports and the news. So as we change a bit of pace, first of all, we want to say condolences to the family of the short, short candidate for Ecuador, who was in the Ecuador presidential race, Fernando Villaviencio. Was was killed at a campaign rally. Pass our condolences to the family. But yeah, what are your quick thoughts about that? You know, in this era, twenty first century modern world, are we still killing candidates because we don't like their policies? Uh, wow. I think he was trading on the on the cartels. You know, he was in their garden because <laughs> he was talking. Yeah, he was talking. You know, he tough. Where he knows that the government is completely overrun by the cartel, and if you if you look at uh, you know some of the articles like he, on Yahoo News, they were talking about that the whole thing was orchestrated. He, the the former the former you know president of Ecuador was saying that oh, the whole thing was orchestrated by the security forces. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Because what happened was his bodyguard, one of or two or his of his bodyguards were in on it, because how could they let him into a car that is not bulletproof? And then two minutes later, a car with bulletproof arrives, his usual car with bulletproof. And when he went into that car with no bulletproof, the driver was not in there. He was the only one in there. So it's a setup. It was clearly a setup and, from the. That was, remember, that was the first comment I made. You know, like yeah, you remember hey. the message you say you sent to to oh, us. Since why is this bullet for like he was? You know, I think it was a pickup truck. Yeah, and as yeah. soon as the bullet started ringing, the the bodyguard started running away. The one who was holding him into the car, <laughs> as soon as the bullet started ringing. He literally ducked and started running. Yeah. Like, so it's, it's what is your job, job as a, what is your job as a bodyguard if you're going to run away as soon as you hear bullets ringing? Like it was a yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So we'll read the statement from the BBC. So it says Fernando Villavencio had received threats from a gang 
calling itself Los Chorneros last month, and it'd be given a security detail. He had been given a security detail by the government, right? And now later details are emerging that there may be some foul play from the security detail. Following his murder, a video of, appeared of on social media, heavily armed men claimed responsibility of the murder, and they belong to Los Lobos, the wolves who are the rivals of Los Choneros. So again, as uh, Joe had alluded, it was an issue of some of his rhetoric against the cartel. But hey, man, it's pretty scary that these things are still happening in the world. Thought we had modernized and moved on from that. And yeah. hey, again, yeah. condolences to his family. Yeah, and adding on to that, uh, you know, the funny thing, uh, one of the perpetrators was killed in uh, in custody. Were they caught? The, yeah, the... yeah. One of the, the, the shooter was caught on site, on scene, I mean. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, okay. and six more people were arrested, you know, for this. But they of course, in, the, the mastermind is in, is, is in prison, right? Has been transferred to maximum prison. But the guy, one of the guys who were the shooters, or who was the shooter. Because they're trying to tie in loose ends. Yeah, of course. <laughs> of course. Of course. Because it'll, it'll, you know, link back to the government officials. Exactly. Quote, unquote, government officials. Eh? That's not my, my statement or my thinking. The, the the former president is the one who is uh, all over yeah. saying that you know oh, okay. alluding to that and he's sitting pretty in Mexico City there. Wow, that's yeah. crazy! Wow. But uh, you know, I just think uh, if you're going to be in opposition, especially in the third world countries, Africa, South America, man, you're gonna do it. Make sure you 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 are well protected. Make sure you have the right people around you, because as we have seen in a lot of these countries it's always the people that are close to you that are you know that are going to kill you like we even go back to africa kabila and drc the father of the former president he was also a president at that point his bodyguard killed him somebody he he walked with every day it's about your security detail the people who you trust yeah so that's what happens fantastic all right gentlemen let's turn our attention to zimbabwe Right, the country is preparing for a significant event in August, this month of August, next week, the 23rd, the general elections, and the political landscape of Zimbabwe is poised as the major parties gear up in this nation history election. Why I call it a historic election? It's 40 years after 1980, and those who voted in 1980, prior to some of us, us being born, are now in their twilight of their years. Those who were 30 are now 70s. Those who were in their 20s are now in their 60s. So for the younger generation who are there in their 20s and 30s, this is a, a type of 1980 election to set the country on a different path, new ideas, fresh agenda, a new opportunity. Um, what we'll never do, we'll never, never trivialize what the ruling party has done giving us our freedom through the liberation struggle, that can never be trivialized and that will be forever, forever appreciated for many years and many generations to come. Whether we have new leadership or we have the same existing leadership, that will always be appreciated. 
But however, the country after 43 years may be. The question is, as one of our listeners said, is it time, is it time for Zimbabwe to have a third republic? Tina's Joe, the floor is open to you. I think it could be time, but I don't think they're well prepared. <laughs> like, uh, look, man, talking about everything that has happened in Zimbabwe, it's just a sad, it's just been a sad journey where I won't even get into what Mugabe had in store for us, but I want to look at 2017 going forward. A lot of hope, uh, a lot of maybe realize, uh, well, not realization, but maybe a lot of uh, thinking for lack of a better term, that things are going to change um, to the better. For me, when Munangago came into power, there was, I think, a lot of it, because he's been somebody who's been in politics for since the beginning of Zimbabwean politics, since the beginning. For me, it was a matter of legacy more than anything. So whatever he was going to do should reflect what he has gone through in the past and what he wants to leave behind when he leaves. So I thought because of his history, what he would want to leave behind is a better Zimbabwe for everybody. But uh, the last few years have just proven that, you know what? <laughs> People don't change that much. Who he was in ZANU-PF before and who he is now is pretty much the same. They are doing a lot of changes in the country, but those changes, we can't really call them advancements. Those are just things that are helping the country, you know, stand on its feet. Can I just step in on that point? Those are, are basic essentials. We can't, exactly. we can't clap our hands exactly. because ambulances have been delivered at the hospital. Well, I won't even talk about that. Yeah, we, I'm just talking we, about the we, roads. We, we, can't clap our, <laughs> we can't clap our hands because we now have a modernized international wing. All the cities in Zimbabwe, 43 years later, should have had an international quality airport. A regional, yeah, exactly. Regional, regional airport, airport. Exactly. Mm, of, exactly. Of, 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 of. And even, even those helicopters, since they came in, I've never heard one person who has been ferried by those, those helicopters uh, from, from Berengua to, to Harare Hospital. Because anyway, Harare Hospital is not working, it's not functioning properly. Yeah. So, yeah, it's... Uh, so look, as I said, the incumbent leadership of uh, the His Excellency President Munangakwa, you know, has done some things to from 2017. Some things have been done. Some improvements. We talk about the international airport. That's an improvement. Some of the roads have been improved. However, this is the remnants of the first republic and the new republic. And as our some of our listeners have sent their messages and their emails before the recording of this episode, asking the question. They believe and they want a third republic. Someone else given a new opportunity, new fresh ideas. If the opposition doesn't work out, five years later, they can be booted out. That's the system people want. The system which is out in the West, in your, in your places, in your UKs, in your Europe's, in your Americas. People can talk about one-party states, but the examples that they use of China, Russia, people have got the basic essentials which they need. Uh -huh. I think um I think maybe I don't know if Joe has something to say, but I just wanted to hop in and just say, you know, coming from what I was saying, um, we have expected a lot from these these guys. But that being said, what every Zimbabwean has gone through, I also don't feel like the opposition has has been um working towards 
a real solution of what to do no the opposition don't want a solution now because mm-hmm. if there is a solution like you remember when we were discussing last time i said the opposition can actually make change even if they are not in power but they don't want to make that change because if they make change changes people will become comfortable and their message is distorted now they won't be able to say look at sanopf things are tough so they want okay. things so- to be tough in Zimbabwe they, want they don't want to work for, they don't want to work for for the government yes they don't want to do the government's work basically you see what happened when they did the GNU things were becoming very good people were now becoming comfortable and mm-hmm. the when the GNU was dismantled now the forces were pulling against you know on opposite directions and then things started to get tough again you know if they come together and work together for the people like he, what uh what's his name the ccc leader yeah. chamisa he, his message is uh, if you are zanu pf come if you're mdc come if you are whatever party you are come let's work oh. together as a new zimbabwe that spirit has to continue even if his son wins even if he, you uniting zimbabwe wins even if ndonga wins we need that spirit so what we need in zimbabwe is education for our people not education as in mathematics english political education uh-huh. people they need to understand the political atmosphere the political arena so people they don't fight over their leaders like i've been scrolling through the social media you see one guy a zanupf guy was being beaten you know they were pounding on this zanupf guy and that's mdc mob pounding on him and then i was scrolling on the media i saw uh, this article saying an mdc member was killed mdc or ccc ccc uh, ccc i don't i don't see the i don't know the difference help me guys <laughs> You know these guys they they are confused yes you know is mdc ccc mdct mdc what what was the other one <laughs> no 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 because look when you talk of the mdcs look anytime yeah. we talk of mdc i think of just um a party Mojo. that was infiltrated by 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 zanofia and they were left they were left to be you know breadcrumbs in a church somewhere yeah. so then, i was saying that uh, you know the ccc member was killed in Harare by in Glenora, the yeah. in Glenora by the thugs who knows by apparent as i said we it's, mm. we cannot specify or specify, not yeah. authenticate it's yeah. alleged the ruling party supporters and the other attack was by the alleged opposition party members so yeah. we cannot authenticate that until that is clarified by the courts oh yeah go ahead joe with your point Yeah so uh, unless we stop fighting each other and work together as a people because these uh, these are uh, you know uh, ninkam poops <laughs> <laughs> whoever they are from <laughs> what opposition whatever party they are from for time immemorial we are not seeing any improvement we are still suffering and like i said it doesn't you don't need to be in power to bring change so we are all to blame for the current situation okay and the and the and the, my point as we continue 
in the opposition and the leader of the opposition. Uh, there's a news article from the News Hawks, right? From Friday, the 11th of August. It says, Triple C has no voters' role with 10 days to go for the elections, right? Mm -hmm. They don't even have a copy of the voters' role. Yeah, because I think the voters' role is like being charged like 250K or something like that. For you to have it, you have to have, um, um, don't quote me on this, but I think I saw it somewhere on, on social media. Again, I can't verify this because I, I have no means of verifying this, but I think when when I read something on Twitter, it was saying you have to pay for the voters' role, and I think it was like 250,000 US dollars. So are we saying that the opposition doesn't have $250,000 to get the voters' role? They don't. Look at look at the fleet that Chamisa moves around in. There's no uniformity in that fleet. It shows me that the, those are cars coming from well-wishers. He has a to one Toyota vehicle pickup truck. He has a Prado. He has a this. He has a that. There's no uniformity in what he's doing. I'm not saying he has to have similar vehicles for him to move, but the motorcade that he moves with is just a telltale sign that he's getting uh, things from well wishes. There's no so at they that don't level. Get, they don't it, get funded by the government. They're supposed to be, but I don't know if they are. Yeah, because, because I think uh, I think last last I heard was. I think Monzora got some funds, but um, he got the funds because he was the, in uh, quote unquote, the main opposition. So I'm not I'm I'm not well this, but again, there are a lot of facts here to be to be to be to be checked. But uh, yeah, from from what I heard last time, that's that's what was being said. Yeah, no, definitely. As I said, look into it. Opinion. We've got this Namel. Fortunate enough that people contact us on our various uh, platforms, sending these messages and asking the question. The question to all our listeners, is Zimbabwe due for a third republic? 43 years, what new ideas can come out of the same crew and team which has been there for 43 years? They might try and spin and say second republic, but two-thirds were from the first republic were in the second republic and they've added a couple of people here and there affiliates of theirs what changes what what vision looking at the ruling party social media pages there's no a vision there's no manifesto there's no this is what we're going to do for you for the next five years it's all talking about his excellency going to speak at Z. Triple C, church rally. He's going to speak about this at some rally. It's nothing to build about the future of the country. That's why people are now saying that let's have a go with the Third Republic. If the Third Republic doesn't work, we'll find another option. You know, we use the, the, the words of His Excellency from 2017. The voice of the people is the voice of God. If the people vote for the Third Republic, is the ruling party going to say the voice of God is spoken? Well, I think we all know that that's not going to happen. Yeah. I look, uh, <laughs> I'm just basing it from one, the man. past past elections where, you know, there's just been a fierce competition from MDC at some point, from CCC, the last presidential election. There's always going to be some sort of contention regarding the, the full results that the, 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 of, of the election because, you know, there, there's always going to be some misdemeanors being pointed out especially towards an OPF to have, uh, you know, perpetrated and things like that. So I don't know, but I just wanted to read here. It's a quote. It's a, it's from a website called All Africa. 
um, and and it was just touching on the by elections that happened last year in 2022 regarding the elections. I think they were uh, parliamentary. Were they parliamentary? Some, I think, some one, some were parliamentary, some were council. Yeah, and um, so so apparently in Zimbabwe, disbursement of money to political parties is thereby notified in sections three, two in brackets of political parties finance act. 211, that the total amount of money payable to political parties in respect to the years beginning 1st January 2022 and ending 31st December 2022 is $500 million. So they did not specify whether this was, I think this was Zim dollars, it's not US dollars. So this is the amount of money that was that was shared last year. And of that money that was shared, ZANU-PF received 350000 a change and which is like 70.3% of that money while MDC pockets 147, 149, almost 150, which is the, the remainder. I think that's about what 29.7%. There's no CCC here spoken about. CCC had already launched. They were not fully launched, but they had already had a launch already. They were not included in this. So this is just you know, speaking about what I was saying, that the, 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 the money is there to be distributed, but I don't think everybody gets a good share of what should be coming their way. Because I think the government should even be buying those guys' vehicles. They need to go around. That should yes. be part of the constitution. You know, they, they should have the basic things they need to be able to compete. But we are talking about the, 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 his, the historic records of the current government and the previous government yeah would you do you think allocation of resources would be made for the opposition to have vehicles to go and do rallies look when i say allocation of vehicles i'm not i'm not talking about the whole party <laughs> i'm not saying let, let the whole ccc have vehicles because no that doesn't work mm. you know because anyway ccc hasn't really had in that point fully stated who is who in their party so what we're just saying is, as an organization, give us a share, whatever it is. If you give us five vehicles, okay, we'll use the five vehicles the way we want to use them. Yeah. If you give us three, we'll use them the way we want to use them. But what you're saying is we are willing to invest in, well, not invest really. We are willing to help you as the opposition to be able to do whatever it is that you're doing. Because remember, opposition in politics is not really an opposition in the case of boxing, where I want to beat you up. It's a voice Big of time. reason. It's voice saying, listen, reason. my guy, okay, you think you have other things that you have to say to us? Okay, mm -hmm. let's give you the the opportunity to, to, to say, to point us out. Anybody, any leader who is a right leader will take some sort of uh, negative feedback. And I think as a strong leader, you need that negative feedback. You can't always be in the right because there are people who see things differently from you are. Back in the day, one of the guys I used to uh, talk to a lot about uh, mentorship issues, told me, he showed me a very good example. He told me, uh, listen, young lad, do you know that bank, banks, at that point, banks can actually take an engineer who has nothing to do with banking yeah. and bring him in? It's not about you being the best banker, but it's about how you think mm -hmm. and you applying yourself in the current environment and showing us something different that we can do that we might, as bankers, not have looked at. So in this case, we look, we're talking about politics. If an opposition somebody, say, for, for, for lack of 
better people. Say Tendaibit has a different way of looking at things than your finance minister or whoever. Listen to Tendaibit. And if what he says makes sense, then apply it. It doesn't matter whether Tendaibit is for CCC, MDC, or whatever. If, um, What's that girl? Uh, is this girl? Uh, I always forget her name. The very young girl who was in prison at some point, Namatai or something like that. If she has a point in what she's saying, listen to her and give her a stage and say, "Listen, young girl, come here. Speak what you're speaking. How does what you what you are saying line up to what we are doing? Are you speaking sense? What we're doing is it speaking sense? No, what we're doing is not making sense. What you're saying makes sense. Let's apply. That's when you begin to see transition and 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 hopefully um, the workings of a better government. Because now we're speaking inclusion. Yes. But as it is right now, there's nothing like that that can be ever done because you deemed as though you want to come in and, and take over what we can do, but what we are doing. Yeah, ego. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's not going to happen until people are educated because people, they don't know. Look, you know, we can talk about uh, people being educated, but as I said at the start of this uh, Zimbabwean uh, segment, it is our 1980 again, all over, mm-hmm. where people need to make a decision because another five years of the current circumstances are not good for, for the people. Hang on. So when you say decision, are you talking about changing uh, the current regime or with deciding? Some, with, or... with some of the sentiments which have come from our, our listeners, <laughs> I think the opportunity of a third republic Mm-hmm. Is fair for everyone. New blood, new energy. Mm-hmm. And then the, the only thing which we can say is to say to the ruling party and all its leaders, thank you so much. Enjoy the time you gave us our freedom. You liberated us. Just stand aside. You know, okay. Give what, about, what about getting a united front? Get the young fellas with the young blood from the ruling party. Young fellas with young blood from the opposition we, we party. Have, we, we haven't seen any young fellas and young blood from the ruling party. There was one who we, we thought we had so much hope who was supposed, a supposed a technocrat, but has not even shown any of those technical skills. And we're talking about the Minister of Finance. Look, I don't look, know much uh, <laughs> In Zimbabwe... Young blood, there's no young blood because young blood, when we want to talk of young blood right now, possibly the youngest of people that are being involved with ZANU-PF who can be possibly in a in a place of power or position simply because of their money situation can be, you know, the likes of, uh, well, I don't really want to, I don't know if I can mention names here. No, it's all right. Yeah, we know the, the ones who... Propagating yeah. a, a certain narrative on social media. Exactly. So, which, so I mean, those guys. To be honest, they, we're looking at people who, who, are more money hungry than anything. So there's no way that somebody who's already money hungry right now, uh, who's using the system to benefit and make money, is going to come in and and then you know start calling for change. To say, I ah, know, you know what, I love money, but I, I, you know what, let's give money to the poor. There's, there's no way that's going to happen. You know what, I love money, but let's build roads. Let's, let's build hospitals. There's no way that's going to happen. So already there's a culture that has already been set up. And the younger people, possibly younger people who could line up to become Zimbabwe's next leaders are already tasting the blood and they're, they're, they're raging like sharks, man. They're ready to go. 
as soon as they get that that that, that opportunity they're gone yeah because look as i said from the earlier point which one of our listeners said is saying a, a, a information minister or information secretary tweeting about ambulances and dental kits it doesn't make sense in any society those are basic essential needs um, you know families in zimbabwe you know we can talk about previous facilities we were born post 1980 and we saw the 90s there are certain things where basic essentials whether you were middle class you could go and enjoy in harare but in a recent trip to harare in within the last 12 months those places are full of grass above your head height and i'm a tall person right some things are so displaced so in shambles so in tatters it's it's yeah there's we cannot the second republic was given an opportunity they were given a clean slate the second republic has not done what it's promised this give another option to another person some will argue that you haven't given us enough time what do you think six years yeah six years six years in in other countries those are two two terms other countries six, are two three-year terms in three um, years you can do so then, much so much years, in six years they argue we got roads we got the bait highway almost completed yeah, that's a two we lane have, other, other, the other airport other, okay their country, which they look east about, have got high-speed trains now, right? Yeah, they have plans to do it. Oh, which plans? If I, if I, which if plans? I play devil's advocates here. No, well, you know, you can play devil's advocate. The current original NRZ line is not working. How yeah. can you now have plans to have a high-speed rail when the old coal train is not running and it's not functional? Well, they want a new network. That's what they're talking about. They want spaghetti highways like what chamisa has said <laughs> they, they have the boots interchange gentlemen gentlemen, that's, uh, gentlemen that's under construction gentlemen, right now respect <laughs> respectfully to to the leader of the ruling party his excellence and all his team they are now in their twilight of their years they are no longer visionaries they were visionaries in the 70s and 80s now it's time for a new vision new energy to come through again yeah. That's the sentiment of most of our listeners and li reading some of the mail and some of the concerns and some of the cries, you know, you can start to lean in that direction from my own personal perspective. Uh, guys, can I just ask something though? We have a lot of uh, people in Zimbabwe who are in the diaspora and, um, you know, I'm just trying to think here. If we were to, to weigh heavily on, on, population itself and ask what the population has done itself like do we really think that people have managed to to reach out well not reach out if they really managed to extend themselves and 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 really speak about what they really want for the country is there like 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 an all-out voice that has come out and said listen guys we want change Look, as I said, I always refer back to the listener mail. The listener mail, there's fear of reprisal. Hence why they've come to us anonymously um, to say, hey, you know, can you talk about this? Mm -hmm. So there's that fear of reprisal. Yes, some people have spoken out and they are voicing their opinion. But as uh, Joe alluded at the beginning, some of the social media posts where two of the leading contending parties, there's apparent rumors of violence against other members and other supporters of those individual parties. So how does the country move forward? 
we all know every country has got tense elections, high, you know, high intensity elections. But if it is a republic, a republic allows people to express their voices. We need to have a you know safe space for dialogue. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And because the, you you see you see that young fella, the the artist, what's his name? <laughs> the Holitain. Mm-hmm. You know, he came out, you know, supporting uh, the ruling party and people are blasting him left, right, center. You know, where is the dialogue? Yeah, there's no dialogue. People should be able to debate points yeah. like yeah. we've got another like we've got another so we've got another social media, uh, social light or social media sensation, you know, who are saying, you know, they support the ruling party, but they are doing that when they are walking in Paris. <laughs> where things are functioning on a big roundabout in Paris where there are lights and everything. So it doesn't really make sense, right? The diaspora is not allowed to vote. In other countries, if you're a citizen of that country and even if you live overseas, you are allowed to cast your vote, right? Oh, no, but they don't never allow that because they, they know that everybody in the diaspora is a... Uh, it, yeah, okay. Is, uh, but, no, but well, not everybody, but okay. the majority. But, but we'll play devil's advocate. You don't want the diaspora to vote, mm-hmm. but you want the diaspora remittances to sustain the people so that there's no uprising. Well, that's an advantage that you that you have because either way, people are going to send money. If right now, if we say the diaspora doesn't send money to Zimbabwe right now, if we close that country up for any sort of funds that are coming in to Zimbabwe, there are going to be a lot of issues. I Trust me, a lot of issues. So, so, so they can't pick and choose what, 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 what they want from the diaspora. Let's be, let's be very frank. It's an open discussion. But, but, that's, but that one, that one is not for them to choose. They're sending money because no, 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 the it's diaspora not, willingly no, sending. Them. We are willingly sending money, but right because people cannot sustain themselves. Yes, right. But yes. we are not allowed. The diaspora is not allowed to vote. There are some people who are passionate ruling yeah. party supporters. Some yeah. are passionate opposition supporters. Let so them advocate, have their voice. Advocate for that. If you don't advocate for that, it, it will never happen. Because, you know, like I said, it's the fault is, it goes either way to the people and the, and the people in authority. Us as the general populace, if we are tired you know, we gotta take arms. You know, whether whether arms, arms, or arms as in our foot. You know, but we gotta take action. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. But you see, uh, you know, we need to verify the source. But there was an article circulating on social media where the ruling party spokesperson says that if you are not happy with us, take arms. Yes. Look. So are they? Are they? Are they trying to say the ruling party is a form of a colonialist? To some extent, uh, you find that uh, I do agree with that. If I don't like it, I better take up arms. If it means I'm going to boycott the, you know, whatever needs to be boycotted so that they can hear my ply. Yeah? I can also kind of agree with that. But I would also want to come in and then say, as much as you are saying, Joe, that yes, let's <laughs> do that if if that's what we need to do take arms, but they're speaking from a point of advantage where they know they have the guns, they have this, they have this. Where are you going to get guns to? Because we know if if fights breaks out, August 1, the other year, what was that? What year was that? Like 
five years ago or so. You'll be surprised that even within the military, people are tired. You know, even the the the, the, the general, what's his name, Sibanda? Mm-hmm. He, some of the sentiments that he is uh, pushing out there uh, are no longer as strongly inclined to the to the you know usual that we know that it's you know towards the ruling party mm-hmm. let's say because if you listen to some of the statement that the vice president said during the 2017 you know coup coup not a coup mm-hmm. he said the liberation struggle the defense a, is a beneficiary and a, in a stakeholder in the spoils of the liberation struggle, mm-hmm. which means they will protect whatever needs to be protected for the ruling party. But that was in 2017. Yes, that's what that was in 2017. But the mm-hmm. sentiments within the military is changing now. Do we have if any you, quote or? So if you go through, uh, what's his name, uh, Hopo Chingwono, some of the posts that he's been putting in. Let me see if I can find. Do you, do you have uh, Hopo Chingwono's uh, Twitter page open, Leslie? Um, yeah. Let's see so there. that's today uh, is uh, Defense Force Day in Zimbabwe, a day Zimbabweans reflect on the works done by their military, the commander, you know, in chief, well, the commander, not in chief, the commander of defense forces, General Valerio Sivanda, speaks here about the main thing that has destroyed Zimbabwe, corruption. Yeah, yeah. That's unspoken. All right. So, uh, and he went on to say that the ZANU-PF elite is looting. Okay. But that's that's knowledge. That's everybody knows. <clears throat> it's but nothing I'm, new. So the, there's unspo- nothing detrimental uns- to those statements because it's every, everybody knows that. Even the international world knows that. And we, so what da- what does that change for? It doesn't change anything, but it it brings a bit of value or a weight to us when we are speaking that there is too much corruption there. If, you know, uh, figures like uh, Sivanda are speaking out like mm. that yeah. about the ruling party, then you yeah. know okay. something okay. is... Okay, I'll play, I'll play devil's advocate. Yes. At the age now of people like, uh, the you know, Commander General Sivanda, mm-hmm. and we respect what they've done, Prior to 1980, in the liberation struggle, we will respect yeah. and will always validate that these are now saying things when they have enjoyed the plunder for 43 years. Respectfully speaking, you can't say this now 43 years later. These were sentiments and statements which should have, could have been said in 2008, right? These and were sentiments, could, them, and you can't say them without action. Like yeah, just to say, just to say what I was saying. You, right? you can't say that. You can't say that. Two thousand and eight, two thousand and thirteen. These were sentiments which should have been said. Not to say now. Even if you look at the video, you know, mm-hmm. yes, he still looks fit and strong. But these guys are now in their. As I said, they are now in the twilight. They are now in their seventies. They are now reflecting on all their life, right? Yeah. So let's let's not hold some of these statements to. Yes, spoken out. So like when they say there is no smoke without fire, you find that he is speaking 
because there is general sentiment within the military from the young fellas in the military complaining, struggling. Their wives are going to Parirenyatwa and there is no maternity ward. There's only one maternity ward and they are waiting in the queue. Can you wait when you're in labor? You can't wait because it's a... <laughs> yeah, it's happening. A, a, very, a very telling story is yeah. the late Bishop, uh, what is it, Guti? Ezekiel yeah, Guti? Ezekiel Guti, yeah. That's a very telling story. He was, he was made the national hero, but do you know where he died? He died in South Africa, bro. Mm. Because in Zimbabwe, they couldn't help him. There was no access to health. At his age... You know, in other countries, there are people that can help people like that. Even, even, even Archbishop Guti, they've got a hospital in the country. Exactly, he has a exactly he in, has the country, a but they, in the country, but they could not sustain what the, you know some of the needs. So that I'm saying that that's a very telling. Forty three, forty three years. I'm sorry, what the <laughs> listeners have been writing. We need a third republic, right? Oh, dear. A third republic. Let's give the opportunity. Well, you can vote, people can vote how they want, but the opportunity for a third republic is now calling. We will respect, what people just have to do is respect and appreciate what the first and second republic has done for the country to some extent. We can't say they've done all bad, but where the country is now is no longer sustainable. For another five years, look at someone who's 35. In five years, they'll be 40. Okay, but a quick question though. If, if, if we are co to consider that Zimbabwe is a country that is under sanctions from the United States, uh, largely from the United States and the UK, and obviously that spills into organizations like IMF, World Bank, and other, you know, organ world organizations, what do we think about their strides? What they've achieved? What uh, they're yet to, to achieve or what they, think they can achieve, you know, the lookist policy, uh, the, 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 you know, the alignment with Russia and BRICS and, and all those things, supposedly. What do you think is, what can we make of that? The sanctions are real. Yeah, the sanctions are real, right? Mm. The sanctions are real. Yes, they've used some of their resources in the country to get their remittances. The best way they possibly could. The best way they possibly could. But it comes back that majority of the country has relied on people who are working and sending their remittances to the country. All right. Look, uh, coming back to the issue of sanctions, uh, sanctions are real and yeah. sanctions are genocide. Yeah. And sanction is imperialism, neocolonialism at its level best. Oh, definitely. That's you know okay. pressuring. Okay, we can <laughs> we can talk about sanctions. Look, the, the former the former government, the Rhodesian government was under sanctions. It manufactured no, no. things. What are we no, manufacturing no. in this country? Look, look at it this way. Wait, let me finish. Mm. You find when we talk about sanctions, they are real. I recommend people to read the economic hitman. Hitman, we've all read that book. Yeah. So you find that uh, uh, the Rhodesia, uh, during, you know, Smith, that's when the sanctions were, uh, the administration was good, okay? That's why things were happening. Unfortunately, during the era of uh, our late, you know, president, the administration was getting weaker as he was getting older. And the sanctions, when they took hold, they were much more effective. 
and when they were effective within the you know the ruling party and people who were in power and everyone else at large corruption was one of the elements that actually acted as kerosene on top of what the sanctions were intended to do to oh. cause further harm because the policies and the ideas were good the land reform ideas were good but the diesel was given to people the allocation of the farms and everything was mismanaged but the idea was good Mm-hmm. The diesel that was given to people, the tractors that was were given to people, people were given even seeds and people would wash the seed and eat. Whose fault is it? That's stupidity. That's that that's no. coming back to my point. I'll just pause you there. So we all agree yeah. that sanctions are crippling. Whatever yes. you try and do, because you can't trade on the on the on the markets or whatever you can do because of the the sanctions that are there. They are very crippling. And as you said, we recommend people to read the book, The Economic Hitman, how they've operated and dealt with sanctions. However, you've just spoken. Your statement has already covered itself when you said poor administration, yes. weak administration, yes. mismanagement. Yes. Again, the First and Second Republic have been part of that Weak management, mismanagement, therefore, a new opportunity needs to be given to someone else. Yeah, we can have a new CEO for the company, and company can turn around, you know? We don't have to be emotional, we have to be practical, you know? Things can what change. Evi- what evidence do we have that this new CEO can drive business what emotions okay okay what emotions are you talking about because okay which new ceo is there tell me tell us which new ceo is there the one guy that we know who is set to take the stage if they win the elections so i'm just asking about credentials now when i say what has he proven to say um this guy is a good leader this guy is not going to be like the first besides his popularity Mm-hmm. what can we point in his way and say, look at this guy. He can yeah, this. Uh, like he can uh, Let's say, for example, like the opposition leader, uh, is he going to be a good CEO for, for the company? Exactly. That's company, what I'm saying. Which is Zimbabwe. Yeah, you know? yeah this is and, what I'm saying. And the credentials that he comes in with is, uh, you know, popularity, one, charisma. Two, uh, I haven't, you know, he dived deep into you know his manifesto and uh, everything. Uh, he is talking more of fantasy things like uh, spaghetti rods, uh, aeroplanes, you know, uh, flying from. He's talking about things that people want to hear. Yes, so he he knows what people want to hear, but uh, those are not uh, you know uh, basic elements. Like, you know, we need to develop our agricultural, you know. And this is a guy who has... Okay, okay, can I I stop you there? Can I stop you there? There's one manifesto on education. Yes. Free education. Is that a fantasy thing? No, 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 that's not a fantasy thing, but he needs to to speak about it. But no, but the manifesto is there. Abolishing of the colors curriculum. No examination fees. In okay, other, let's talk about the one on religion, the, his, his points on religion. Okay. He's okay. talking about God, yeah. but we all know it's not everybody in Zimbabwe who, 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 who is Christian. 
who is who is a real who's a Christian or who believes in God. So what are we saying? Like we all know he's a pastor, he's whatever he is, but he's a Christian. So is that a good first step into the right when you only when we look we look at countries like Nigeria where there's a lot of you know fighting between religions and the fact that he doesn't recognize other religions in his first paperwork or piece of work that he has given out and said listen this is what we're trying to do this is what we believe in is it is that a good is that a good first step like what are we saying about him let's 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 just you know look at what what this guy is doing is it enough look what uh, uh, is uh, put out i have alluded before that it is it's look it looks like a one-man band right mm-hmm. one-man band where there's not other people who are coming to the fore showing your other technocrats and you you have situations where everything is centralized around him he's running what can i say a celebrity style election <laughs> in a country in a country where the election electoral system or who controls the electoral system is not as transparent as other countries right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. he to me the leader of the opposition needed to bring other people around him even though he didn't have, you don't have to like people in politics you have to get an outcome yes. in politics yes so all those people who he or she feels that they backstabbed each other they did this bring them into the tent right yeah, i'll give you an example of uh, prime minister netanyahu he's brought in people into the tent who he didn't get along with yeah, for an outcome no i'm just i'm just country almost three different times no no i'm giving that, you that, no 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 yes, no 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 every time he got into power he has to use different tactics yeah tinas what i'm saying is that that is what the the if people say they want a third republic, let's be honest, there's two parties in this showdown. The uh-huh. ruling party and the opposition, which is Triple C, led by uh-huh. opposition leader Chamisa, right? Uh-huh. Those are the two parties. If you want to be in opposition, you bring in a tent. In in countries or in other in countries which, which we reside in, even the, the Labour Party or the coalition you have to get preferences from other people yes you may not agree with their ideologies but that will put you into government yes right this ccc had to be a coalition of all the opposition parties under one banner yes you bring the user party you bring this party you bring this party so the fail the failure because it is a lot of uh, mushrooming of parties yeah so the failure of him actually, you know, bringing together those parties, guys, what are you doing? Come here, let's work together. What do you want? Want this? Want this? Okay, let's work together. Let's work. work together. So, so th- it goes back to what I was saying. What has this guy, what credentials does this guy actually have to bring together just the opposition? And some of those opposition, opposition guys, they, they have seven voters, my guy. Yeah, I could agree that maybe they're, they're just tools that are being used by the government to to split the vote, but the ones that you see that are actual opposition, the fact that he hasn't even managed to bring them on board, to, to he hasn't sold them his ideas. Because as a leader, you have to sell your ideas, get people to work with you. So, you know, I mean, 
Again, yeah, we're just we're splitting wood, eh? My, no, 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 I've got a brother it. who always used to say it's called splitting wood because you're you're splitting and seeing what's in the center, you're splitting and seeing and, into and, smaller pieces, and you know, so that the fire can bend properly. And that's so what this, we uh, what that's exactly what we do what, at Amit Jen's podcast. We yeah. don't we are not picking a side, we're not picking, as I said, you know, reading the listener mail, you know, your heart breaks, you yeah. you're now leaning to that direction of a third republic. But when you look at the supposed leader of that third republic, right? Mm. We're speaking facts now. These are the facts yeah. on the ground. The supposed leader of the third republic. Some of the points on the manifesto are good, like for education, free education, no examination fees. That's what happens in the modernized world, in modernized countries, right? Those things of digitalization, education, those are good platforms. Yes, you might talk about the religious aspect, about mm. you know God and all the other things. Those are other things which, if you were an, a broad church, right? A broad church with other parties, right? And you have become the leader. Then you can massage your message to fit the broad church because there's obviously different people from different spectrums of the political aisle. So my sentiment is that's where it's lacked, that we've had too many sprouting oppositions where they could have come as one versus one, right? And then it's, it's the ultimate shoulder. is mm-hmm. our title of this segment, the ultimate shoulder between His Excellency President Munangagwa and the leader of the opposition of Triple C, Nelson Chamisa. Mm-hmm. But now you've got these little interferences of these sub-votes and little votes just being thrown, spoiler votes, which mess up everything. It's just like in, in the UK election system, you have all these smaller parties who end up preferencing the Labour Party, but the Labour Party doesn't have the popular vote. <laughs> you know what I mean? So those are the type of things where if you can try and have a coalition of bringing all, that's why the name is Citizens Coalition for Change. It should have been a coalition of all the parties. Yeah, I I do agree with you because we need to bring everyone to the party so that uh, there is, you know, genuine development in our country. It is it is the cry that we have to have, uh, you know, a proper development. Yeah, fantastic. So yeah, so that leads us to the end of our show. Uh next week, that's when the elections are happening, the votes will be there. We'll come with updates of this next election as the time comes and we see how we go. Tinas, your last thoughts as we are wrapping up? Uh, yeah, just just touching on that um, election issue. I, I just think um, there's a lot of work that needs to be done. You know, rightfully so, a lot of uh, people are suffering in Zimbabwe, but I think for us to have a proper um, answer to it, we also need to put some work into what we what we how we express ourselves and how we want to be able to to change what is the current situation right now. So in regards to this, the opposition party has got to be really think about, you know, the other time we're talking about think tanks, people who can look at things from an overall point of view, direction, you know, and say, listen, okay, this is where you're going. You need to be going this way. And I, th- I feel a lot like the opposition party in general in Zimbabwe does not have the, the, the right uh, people looking out for itself. And uh, yeah, I think with that, that direction 
they can get places because it determines what you say, how you're going to say it, what you do, how you're going to do it. It determines how you're going to even talk to people. It determines how, you know, the engagement, this engagement that you have with people. It's got to be different because it, it doesn't have to be a me, me, me point of view. It has to be an us point of mm. view. So uh, I think we've witnessed from the main opposition party that seemingly becoming a me, 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 rather than an us point of view. It doesn't have to be about you getting into power. It has to be about everybody in Zimbabwe benefiting from eventually you being in power. But you've got to empower the first person that you speak to. Mm. And you don't empower the first person that you speak to by saying, or if I get into power, I'm going to do this. No, no, no. Say, my guy, let's do this together. Exactly. Fantastic. So, yeah, I feel like there's a lot of work to be done there. Awesome debate. Awesome debate, guys. Awesome discussion. So, again, that's all for today at Amagen's podcast. Stay tuned for more updates on the Premier League. Our first segment, we had a bit of fun there. We'll be talking about that. Premier League, NBA, La Liga. It's going to be all sports here on Amagen's podcast. We'll give you updates of the Zimbabwean election next week, Wednesday, the 23rd. That's when the election happens, results. So we'll come back to the Zimbabwean topic once we hear a clear indication of all the results with all the data, all the information on after the election. So don't forget to like, share, subscribe, more news, analysis, sports coverage on Amagen's podcast. Thank you so much for listening. See you soon.